Hi, welcome to another episode of Candidly Fierce. I am your host, Therese Alexander, and I am the proud owner of Fierce Financial Services. Candidly Fierce is just a podcast where we're normalizing financial conversations. So it's like the finance world of Jada's Red Table Talk. So this week, we're going to jump straight into it. We have three beautiful couples here with us today, and we're going to be talking about dating and finance, the marriage edition. We're going to jump straight in, ask questions, see how their foundations were started, and let's see what makes these three beautiful couples different. They're still together. They're still happily married. Let's figure out how they're making that happen and what does finance look like in their households. All right, let's start this off with Kelly. Kelly, tell me about you and your husband. Hi, I am Kelly Prout. I'm Tyrell Prout. And we have been married for three and a half years. Great. Thanks for joining Kelly and Ty. Let's go down to Tracy. Hi, I'm Tracy Johnson. My name is Eric Johnson. We've been married for 15 years. Thank you. Long, long time. Last but not least. Hey, I'm uh, Devin. I'm Adrian. And uh, we've been married for two years. Two years. So we have three, two, and 15. How y'all doing today? Y'all excited to be here? You ready to have this conversation? Y'all, y'all look nervous. So <laughs> first question. So I'm going to actually ask this for the men. Let's start with the men here. In your dating periods, when you all decided that you were going to propose, right, that these beautiful women were the women you wanted to spend the rest of your lives with, had you already had a conversation about financial stability? I don't think we had like an intentional conversation about it. I think that there may have been some things that have come up. And I think that for, for us, like there are definitely pieces of our own individual finances that we were uncomfortable talking about. Um, so that's probably why we didn't get into it intentionally. Um, but we knew we knew things here and there. Um, but there was no like, let's sit down, let's figure all this out type of conversation. I can speak for us. We were pretty much still college kids. I just graduated from college. I was graduating. Actually, the night I proposed to her was a Thursday night. I graduated that Saturday afternoon. So, and I really didn't have a, a good job lined up yet. <laughs> so we really didn't talk about, I don't think we really uh, talked about uh, finances too much because Tracy was still in college. I was just graduating. We were just, I don't know. I, I think we we're, you know, I was 23. She was 22. I don't think finances was even too much talked about. Not too much. Uh, I had some money saved up. I worked, worked quite a few jobs while I was in school. So I never really thought about, we never really talked about it back then. That was back in, um, Oh, four. My parents really didn't talk talk about finances as much, so that wasn't really. Uh... No, I, I get the answers. The answers are aligning with what I thought they would. But last but not least, Ty, you, you're different, right? I don't think we talk too much about it. I know that in the beginning, uh, she was trying to get herself out of debt, and I was trying to get out of debt uh, due to my, you know, previous situation. So, uh, you know, we both we didn't talk about it too. And, Kelly, you disagree with that answer? Yeah, I just totally disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kelly. What was your perspective? Think back when you all were dating before Ty proposed. Do you think you all had a conversation about finance and stability and where he stood, where you stood? We did. Yeah, like I told you, I was straight up, this is my student loans, this is where Navian want their money. This is where we were. I know you were coming out your mm-hmm. previous situation. We talked about that and mm-hmm. how you were had a plan to pay that stuff mm-hmm. off. Yeah, so I guess we did. We yeah, did. Honestly, we did, yeah. And we opened a bank account together and we started oh. saving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I need y'all to be in the same marriage. I remember saying conversations um, to make this conversation really good. Okay, question, right? When we think about a man, and this is for the wives, when we think about or think about how we were taught, right? So I know I wasn't taught, I, we didn't have money conversations in the household, right? But I hold hurt all the time. 
that a man is supposed to protect and provide, protect and provide, protect and provide, right? And making your decisions, if you all didn't, so Kelly, I know your answer is going to be a little different, but if you all didn't have the conversations about finances, how did you know, how do you know that he was going to be able to provide for you? To be completely honest, um, I don't think that was something that was, I actually think I knew how it was going to go beforehand. Um, just because Devin has a previous situation where he has to be a little bit more of a financial provider there just with, um, our oldest son. And so I knew that I was going to have to take on a role that I never learned about. I mean, to your point, a lot of our family, it's, it's the male is in control of the finances. So I, that was something I didn't even, I mean, we didn't talk about it. And so then stepping into our relationship and our marriage with we have now three kids together we were just kind of like okay I got to take on this role and so I'm I'm the person who is that person in our in our household and so this is a learning curve I think for both of us like we're both learning how to navigate that situation um but it caused for some really awesome conversations and and tough conversations where you kind of feel like you're under a microscope and everybody's looking at what you're doing. Um, and even though you're married, you're like, that's great. Just see all this good stuff, not this other stuff or these decisions that I may have made at a younger age. And so it's been, it's been fun. I mean, I love a challenge. I think Devin does too. So we're just leaning into it. And I think, you know, trying to navigate through that. Anybody else? Trey? Um, I would say for me, of course, what Eric was just saying that, you know, he was working and he, was all about like working jobs he's always been one that um has taken care of his business so um, I noticed that <laughs> and um I knew that he would provide and take care and all of that and then again I also knew uh you know we say this like people have potential it's probably not the best term to use but back in the back 15 years ago that was my thing like he has potential <laughs> we're both college kids I know we were both um getting ready to graduate we both were driven to make sure that you know we had most definitely um that we can advance more than what our parents did and what they were able to give us so that was a big thing for us and I knew that that was going to be you know possible with me and him together but just seeing that he was a hard worker you know, for me that he wasn't lazy. I saw him work and that was a big deal for me. And even just how he took care of me in our relationship. So that was a, a, a key sign for me to say like, okay, I think I can move forward with him. But at the same time too, it was also young. So you were looking at the very basic level of things, not necessarily a whole, you know, what, what is this going to look like 20 years down the line, you know, so, which we're almost there. So um, I was raising two parent household and, you know, my dad is military, so he basically took care of the majority of the bills or whatever. But my mom always instilled, Kelly, be your own woman, be able to provide for yourself. Like, don't have, don't ask a man for anything. You got this. Be able to provide for yourself. Like, that, I feel like that idea was ingrained in my head. Like, dating men with, with child men or men boys or however you want to put it, I kind of feel like I came side-eyed when we started dating I didn't think about is he going to provide for me I didn't think I was like well if he can't do it I'll be able to do it myself I got married you know I was in my mid-30s and I was a independent single woman for years and I've been handling it all my business myself for years and years and years so when I met him and he's like oh I remember he he took us took me to a ball and he bought me a nice dress. He's like, I'll pay for your hair and makeup. I was like, you want the dress back afterwards? Like, like uh, I don't know why my brain was just so jaded, probably because I had bad experiences from dating in the past. And I think I, we never had a conversation of like, okay, it never clicked in my mind. Like, how is he going to provide? But I saw his action. I saw how um, he took care of his parents and his parents were up in age. And I'm like, yo, any man that's going to love his mom and take care of his elderly parents like that, he's going to do that for you times 10. And that's kind of where like my mind switched. That's a good answer. So 
Kelly and Tracy brought up two points that I actually want to base my next question off of. So, um, so we'll start with Tracy's point when uh, Tracy said that Eric had potential. Um, she looked at the potential that he had um, and she saw the potential in him because she looked at how he took care of her in college and how his work ethic was. So that leads me to potential versus patterns. So I think everyone has great potential, right? Um, I think you all have mentioned something about previous situations, right? So you all have had a previous situation, good, bad, or indifferent, right? And in your previous situations, and it may not be yours directly, right? but it is something that affected you, right? When we think about a previous situation and how you all react the way that you react today. So my question will be, which one matters most to you? The potential of, the, of your mate or the patterns that your mate has? And then if your answer is potential, has the patterns changed? Does that make sense? So. To give out an example, um, and it's, this is really interesting because I know all three of you all very well, three couples very well. So if I go with Tracy, right, and I talk to Tracy about Eric and his work ethic, I know that Eric, I, I, Eric, I call you a Jamaican because I know you will work and you have a crazy work ethic, right? That is a pattern that you displayed in college. So now 15 years later, however, is that a good pattern for, from a perspective of how your bond and your family structure or your physical presence is together? I'm gonna give an example for kind of everybody, right? Kelly and Ty. Kelly, I know you are Miss I-N, I can't even spell it now. I N D E P E N D E P E N D E N T. What you know about me, man? Just joking. That is Kelly, right? And you see how her husband is looking at her. <laughs> so that is Kelly, right? But it makes me think. So I'm actually combining my question because it makes me think of how does that whole Miss I'm independent. Do you need me to give this back to you? Why are you doing this? How ha, ha, did that help your bond and coming into a joint mindset, right? Because when you all got married, you changed, you turned that I into a we, right? You are now one, right? So Ty, you saw the potential. You, you saw she could be great, right? But her pattern was, yo, it's all, I got to do everything by myself. It's all about me. This is how I handle it. This is how we going to do it because this is the only way I know how to be done because the patterns in my past caused x y and z right but i saw the patterns that he displayed wait 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 Are you're thinking okay? about your answer see this is what i'm talking about you you over here trying to jump in already you thinking about that, this is a long-winded question so oh no i'm giving everybody an, so i'm gonna start back with tracy i'm giving everybody an equal amount of time to kind of think through everything they want to say y'all can talk to each other make sure y'all on the same page of the answer Right? So last but not least, Adrian and Devin. Devin, you had a previous situation. You already had a set of responsibilities. You already knew what you needed to do to provide and take care of. As Adrian said, she was now thrown into a role that she had no idea about, right? And if we talk about her patterns, right? She really, I mean, she had, but hadn't started to create them yet, right? Because you know, our family, we come from a huge family of nothing but women, right? Um, we didn't have a lot of men. You know, I came from a two-parent household. We had a Uncle Dave was there for a period of time. Your dad was there for, you know what I mean? But we didn't have that strong male dominance to depend on and to rely on so we could do that. So you see what I'm saying? There's some, you all, there's a lot of potential to be great. But when I talk about the patterns, the patterns may show something different. So how did you all, clearly we have marriages two years, three years and a great 15 years. How did you all bring that cohesiveness together? <laughs> Looking at y'all facial uh, expressions is so interesting. How did you bring that cohesiveness together, right? To get to where you all are today. Tracy, start with you. That's actually a really good question. And I do think, 
that I did notice a pattern early on, um, along with the potential, which is what led me to say like, okay, he has potential because this is already kind of a pattern. Now, what I did not know is, of course, when you start adding in other things into your marriage, it's different when it's just me and you, because we most definitely could find those times, like even early on in our marriage, we, we, we it was about three, four years before we started having children. So even that whole dynamic was completely different. Um, you know, we were always traveling, we were always out and about. It wasn't a big of, of a deal that you're working as often as you are because there was still enough time to find that time to put in other things that we needed to do with each other. And then as we added in that new dynamic of one kid, then eventually two, and now we're up to three and that's it. Um, <laughs> um, but <laughs> all of those times in it, um, you know, each time anything new came along, it changed the dynamic and it changed the pattern. So, you know, maybe going from at first, when we first got married, I, I remember him having two jobs, one in the day and then one that he was doing at night. That was just more so because, you know, for him, it, we did our thing, but it's like, all right, there's nothing else for me to do. I can go make this extra money, you know, and it wasn't a problem for me early on yeah, sometimes. But not as much as when we started adding in like the kids and stuff, because now it's like, all right, now we don't have time to do this and everything. So it still became a pattern, but the that pattern changed our dynamic um, because of other, you know, things that was adding into the marriage. You know, when we started to grow, I see some, I guess some disagreement there. Or <laughs> didn't know I felt that way, but. Um, Eric, you got anything you want to add, disagree, agree with? I, I, I agree with what she said. I really don't have anything to add. Um, she's right. Are there any signs or patterns or that Tracy had that you felt like she was too independent or her previous situations led, played an impact? No, no, I don't think any of her previous situations played an impact. She is independent. She still is independent. And that doesn't bother me at all because I think she she does a decent job, a pretty good job as far as balancing the fact that she is independent and still recognize that she, I am still the head of the household. She, uh, she still does that and still could be able to be who she is at the same time. I don't want her, I would never want to take that away from her. Okay. I'm not, I'm not so, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man that I will allow her to be who she is as well. Thank you. Kelly and Todd? Again, I was in my mid-30s, and I was too old to be dating for potential. I dated for potential, and the potential just failed. <laughs> I was dating with a purpose, and I had, like, when I said these were the criteria that you had to have this X, Y, and Z, and if you didn't have it, thesis. So I saw patterns, mm-hmm. and I, again, like, He's been an excellent husband, an excellent father. I think it's important to marry the right person because submission is not something that's forced. Submission is something, it comes naturally. And submission, not that, oh, I'm the husband, I rule over you, but trusting your husband enough to know he's got your back. He's making the best decisions for your family. How is your transition from independent to joint going? I think it's going pretty good, but... Is because I trust him. He has 150% of my trust. And trust is not something that's just given, it's earned. He's earned my trust. And he's proven like he, he's an excellent provider. He takes very good care of our family and providing not just not necessarily from a financial sense, but being a motivator. When before COVID, I wanted to work a part time job just to feel like old Kelly. And he allowed me to do that. Sometimes I traveled for work. He took on the responsibility with our baby. So. Uh, with Kelly, I saw a pattern. She was a real go-getter and I knew she would be. I saw a pattern and potential, I guess, in the combination. I saw the pattern that she was a hard worker and everything. I, I knew that she would have a great career path ahead of her. So I did see uh, potential. And one day she'll buy me them 25-inch chrome rims. <laughs> Okay. Last but not least, the walkers. I don't I don't know if I was thinking along the lines of potential and patterns and whatnot, but I think as if I reflect back, 
Um, the one the one pattern that Adrian has been consistent with is just being able to get things done. And we talk, you know, we've been talking about women being independent and like everybody on here is, is independent in their own way, right? But I think Adrian takes her independence in this way of like, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how much it is. Like she's going to figure out a way to make sure that that can happen. And I think for us, it provides a great balance because like with our oldest son and just with how my experiences were um, prior to our relationship, and we'll really into our relationship too. But, you know, there was, there was a lot of struggle for me. So I, I operated in a way of like, I, I really just don't have it. You know, when it comes to trying to save or where to spend money here and there, like that wasn't a concept for me necessarily. Like I knew it, but I, I wasn't operating in that. Um, we talk about patterns because I ain't had nothing to give to nothing. I had nothing to spend on anything. You know what I mean? So where, where Adrian and I, and you may differ, um, but where Adrian and I mesh, um, really well is in that in all of the things that um, may provide anxiety for me because of how I just learned how to operate financially. Her like make it happen. This is like, no, you know, we got this and we can do X, Y, Z, or we need to shift this around that kind of thing. We can both figure those things out, but she's just already wired to do that. It's a, it's a great balance um, for us that I think is, that I think is learned. I don't necessarily think it comes from like seeing a potential. It's just leaning into patterns, the patterns that were already there um, and then allowing each other to kind of grow together along the way, if if that makes sense. So for me, it was definitely potential. (laughs) No, I I do agree with with what you're saying and and I appreciate that. But yeah, I definitely think it was potential because so for Devin, I mean, take us back to I just graduated from undergrad, Devin's five years older than me, so he had already graduated. But he was, um, and while he can say he didn't have much to offer, he was in grad school. So to me, I'm like, oh, you're working towards something. Cool. That, that's all I could ask for. Um, and then you're in grad school, and we get pregnant with our first together. And I'm like, I graduated. I have my own job. I have my own car. I have my own place. We're fine. Like, <laughs> either you're gonna move here or I'll move. Like, we'll figure it out. But I never. I mean, he just like. I think it's your personality, to be honest. Devin is a calm, cool, collected person, and so even when his world is burning down, he's like, "We're fine. It's fine. We'll figure it out." Um, and he doesn't give himself enough credit for that. So, even in situations where um, you know a job comes up because we're now in LA, and he's like, "I don't know how we're gonna make it work because." of his personality trait of like, what is this going to look like? I'm like, it's fine. If this is what you want to do, this is where we're going. It's going to be really hard. We're going to need a lot of prayer, uh, but it'll be okay. And, and I think, I don't know. I think it's, he's right. Like it's a mesh and it's a balance. Um, and as long as he's continuing to be himself, but growing in that, I can't ask for anything else. Um, and I like that he allows me to be perfectly imperfect and, and growing within myself as well. Perfectly imperfect. I love that. So a lot of things come to mind, right? And listening to you all. A, I love that the fact that you all love each other and you are happy that you all married the right uh, people. However, there's too much praise giving right now. So I'm gonna have to start asking a little more difficult questions because... Yeah, according to y'all, everything is great. And I I love it. I want to make sure everything is great. But I think what we need to talk about is how you got to be great and how you got to make sure that, you know, there I know there's some tests because you all referenced, you know, there has been some hard times, right? But before I go to my next question, Eric, you have a question, right? Yeah, I had a question for uh uh, Kelly and was it Ty? Tyrell. Tyrell. Yeah. When uh, when your wife uh, Tyrell, when your wife says she wanted to work a part time job just so she could have feel like she have herself back or uh, so she feel more more normal for her. How 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 was that? How was that transition? And how were you felt like you were able to allow her to do that? Um, I never had an issue with her working her second job. The only issue I ever had for her working a second job was uh, it's, it's a real minute thing. It was a safety issue because she would get off late at night sometimes doing that, you know, the, uh, the thing. So that was my only issue ever with that. So I didn't like the fact, like, I have to, like, when she got off, I made her, like, 
be on the phone with me until she got to her vehicle and stuff like that. I think one time we got in a kind of a heated argument was um, she was working and she got on the Metro and, uh, and she wasn't paying attention <laughs> and got off at the wrong Metro station where there had just been a robbery like the day before. And I was like, oh, man, how you do that? Blah, blah, blah. But point is, I never had an issue with her doing the part time thing. I just, you know, I, that's that's what one of the qualities I loved about her or I love about her is the fact that she was such a hard worker and she, you know, did what she had to do to accomplish her goals. And then after we had the baby and got married, I would say I slowed down. I didn't like before I could work yeah. both jobs five, six times a week. But after like I had my baby, I just may have done it once a week. And it wasn't necessarily for a monetary like reasons. It was like, I just, this is like a hobby. I enjoy doing this. Right. Did that answer your question, Eric? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Any anybody else has any other questions for any other couples? Y'all good? All right, my turn. So y'all didn't have conversations when it came down to finances and stabi- uh, stability. Y'all looked at potent- potential and patterns to make y'all decisions that y'all wanted to be together, right? So I'm assuming that based off of these potentials and patterns, y'all decided if one of you was a budgeter and one of you was a saver, or it didn't matter. Did it matter? Did it not matter? Did y'all figure that out before? I would say he was the budgeter. Like, well, saving. He's very good at saving. And my parents didn't really teach me about saving. It was more of have good credit, pay your bills on time, but not make sure you're paying yourself. You know, my parents didn't really teach that. And then, like, I was, like, in a financial crutch for a few years. I was, um, I had a, another house in Alabama and I was paying uh, rent in Maryland. So it was just me trying to do everything. So I didn't have the income to be able to save as much as I wanted to. But when I got with him, he taught me how to save. Okay. Yeah. And I was growing up, my father kind of tried to instill in me and my brother and I to save. His famous saying was save some, spend some. I mean, with everything, We're talking about money, save some money, spend some money, talking about food, eat some food, save some food. <laughs> that was just his thing. So I guess from the time I was little, that's always been like kind of, you know, pushed in. How you thought about it? Yeah. All right. Tracy and Eric, who's the budgeter? Who's the saver? Did y'all know? Do y'all know now? Yeah, we knew. Um, <laughs> Eric most definitely was the budgeter. And, and when I say that, I'm like, I budgeted too, but his was more extreme than mine. Um, so that actually, I'm not going to lie, that did cause a, a little rift there, because especially at the time, even talking about independent, what Kelly was saying or whatever, it was like, listen, I earn this money, this is my money, and nobody don't tell me what to do with my money. Tracy going to spend her money like she wants to spend her money. My bills are paid. I got savings. At that time, I had money because I ain't had no kids. <laughs> so I spent it on things I wanted to. I traveled where I wanted to. I I spent my cash where I felt like I wanted to spend it. And he most definitely, especially um, our first couple years of marriage, you know, it was like, you before, don't have to slow this down. Before. Well, yeah, he tried to do it before, but I kind of, because I was letting him be the head, I kind of let him control it a little bit more when we got married. But before then, we still date until we actually at that altar and he puts us together. We do that final kiss and we walk out of there together. So <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> The whole time. But um, so, you know, it was hard for me to let go of some of the things that I was doing before. Like, it was like, you know, well, you can't spend this here. And I'm like, well, why? What are you talking about? Like, you're taking this away from me. And it was, it, was, it was the wrong way to look at it. Of course, I know that now because it, we, it, it was a really good start for us to be starting our family and not me giving it away like I was before because I just thought I had it to do. But I mean, to, to get into that new pattern, as we're talking about right now, to um, because he was right, but it was like, I'm still working, still making my own money. What, what are you talking about? We're just bringing this together. Like, let's, I'm going to put, you know, for example, not why well, I didn't do $5, but I'm like, I'll give you $5 to go toward whatever you're trying to say, but the rest of this is mine. Um, and every now and then, I mean, there's still a few days where I'm like, I want to have a month to free spend like I want to no holds bar 
type of month. Um, you say a whole month? Huh? It's, it's months. You know, it's plural. It's not single. It's we've, we've been married for 15 years. So, you know, you got to add all that together. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a month. But I like nice things. I want to do nice things, blah, blah, you know. So I'm not going to say that. I'm, I, I'm, I am one of the ones that's like, if I want to spend it, I want to spend it. And then I have my times where I don't want to spend anything. But at that moment, if I, <laughs> I guess this is the disagreement part. But with all that being said, he most definitely is the budgeter. And one thing about Eric, he's actually in the accounting field. So that is his thing anyway. He's all about the, no, we got to put a hold on this and this is what we're going to do. So I know that that's part of his uh, personality and, and what he enjoys to do as well. Um, so I think he felt like for a while that he had to tame it might sound like a harsh word, but just know that it wasn't that kind of taming. But <laughs> you okay over there, Eric? Fine. <laughs> we're, we're, we're good together. You guys would know that. <laughs> All right. The Walkers. Pre marriage, I don't think either one of us were budgeters or savers at all. I don't know if you agree with that. I would just say. That was the last thing I was thinking about, um, <laughs> to be honest. After we moved here, we got married probably within months of us moving here. Um, it became very clear very quickly that we needed to figure something out. So we were doing everything separate until we moved here. So it's been, I mean, like we said, we've been married for two years. So it's been a, a learning curve in this two-year period. Um, and in this two-year period, we've had two additional children. So every time we figure it out, there's something else. You hear my my other one, she's having a good time talking to someone. I have no idea who. But yeah, so <laughs> she I'm sorry, she's so cute. Okay, no, but um every time we figure out a pattern um or some type of way to budget or save a curveball comes in, whether it's like, "Oh, I'm pregnant," just to let you know. Um or I don't know, something comes up, COVID changed everything. I know everybody went through that. And so working full time, both of us, him staying home full time with our kids and then our um, middle one still being in school, that changes the dynamic of how and when you make money. And then I'm at work all day. So Devin's been stay at home working dad since COVID started. So it's just like, I feel like we're being stretched and pulled. And so when it comes to budgeting and saving, um, now we're a lot more intentional, but we definitely weren't before. Nah, and I, my parents um, didn't really share a lot about um, finances, um, at least their own finances. I think they learned a lot about finances later in life. Um, but like, I got my dad's desire to want to spend money um, on things but I got my mom's like harmfully practical, like we ain't got it. You can't afford it, you can't do it, you can't get it um, mentality. So um, in, in the years when I, I barely had it, like that was easy, I didn't budget because I didn't have anything to budget. I didn't save, I ain't had nothing to save. So, um, so I, didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really have, I mean, in, in college, right? Like college, that wasn't the mentality. A little bit I had, I was trying to spend having a good time. So um, I, ne I didn't have those, a lot of the years alone to really figure all of that out. Um, so she's right. We ain't come into this knowing budget and spend. I think, um, I think where we where we are now, we're in a pretty pretty decent groove in that she knows where we need to spend what we have, um, and where we have flexibility and where we don't. And I'm and I'm still sitting in the space of I don't want to spend a dime that we have, but I can. We got this joint account. Just make it happen, and I can sit in my anxiety, and we'll be okay. And I, I and you know that's continuing growth to get out of that. So that we're in the same place and where we, where we want our finances going and whatnot. Good point. I have an exercise, but I want to circle back to Kelly. I forgot to talk. I talked about savings. I didn't talk about budgeting. I don't feel like we've been on the same page with budgeting. I have my own budget. He has his own budget. We're good at saving. But the breakdown once a week, who gets paid, but what gets paid. I know I have X, Y, and Z bills. He knows he has X, Y, and Z bills, and we don't come together on budgeting. Is that because of previous 
relationships and situations or is that because of that's how you were taught or is it just a choice that y'all made that y'all just don't want to come again? <laughs> to be honest I, I don't know why we really don't budget a hundred percent together we're good at saving together but sitting down breaking it down week by week just I, I don't know why we have it just in those conundrums in this do you feel like your previous relationships have maybe scarred you where you're like, all right, or your parent, I don't know how your parents, how did they, did they budget together or like your dad had certain bills and your mom had certain bills? I have no clue. I really don't. I don't know what they did. Uh, you know, they were old school. So say I'll kiss the outgrown folks business. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I know they kept the lights on, kept the mortgage paid, and got us our stuff. So, is that something y'all want to try to get to together, or y'all are y'all in this thing of it's not broken? I want it. You talked about it. Uh, I want it, but there's no action to make it happen on Tyrell's end. I want to double tap on what they said. I don't think we have either. We had not in a long time. So, but you know, we we. We, don't, we, we tried doing the budget thing together before. It just didn't work, in my opinion, because I'm more, I'm more fearful. So like, I said, I, I, like I said, we stayed, in my, we stayed in, my, you know, in the child's place too, but we knew what stuff was going wrong when our lights were cut off or the car was repossessed or we had to move out this house. So, so I'm, more, I'm more operating fear more than not necessarily trying to, and I get anxiety. I'm, I'm, with, you, I'm, I'm with you, Debbie. I get anxiety. Uh, uh, I, 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 what's, what's, what's what, I, what I usually do? What's what I'm looking for? I crash. I crash. And it's, it's been a point that I was crashing so bad that Tracy had to take over the finances for a couple of years because I was just like, this is just not, it ain't worth it. <laughs> so... I think the mindset's different too, because I know with me, I hate debt. I hate credit card debt. Like I um, took a class and like it just I tried to like snowball like them student loans. I feel like that cloud is always over my head. Like I don't, I don't know how. Maybe because I struggled financially for a few years with you know having a house in a different state and then paying up here and then cars and just not having the income to afford everything when I should have probably just sold it I, but you know I, I'll talk about my family oh that's a good achievement you bought a house you're I was like 26 when I bought my house whatever in our community we look at that house as oh that's your that's your wealth mm-hmm. and you don't know what I'm doing to keep that mm-hmm. just the image but to keep up that house and things falling apart and it just became a crazy situation. I don't think, I feel like that kind of scarred me. And I, I feel like even though I, it's not, I'm not in the same financial place that I was, but it's, I still have that mindset. Like I'm just one check away. I'm just one check away from everything falling apart again. And I don't ever want to have to work the second job because that money was needed. I had to work it. I was robbing Peter to pay Paul like the catering, I, there was times I didn't have money for food in my to put in my refrigerator, but I knew I was eating at night because I had the catering gig. And that's a tough situation to be in. But thank thank God he put me in the right second job where I never went hungry. This conversation right now reminds me of the a previous podcast that we um, that we recorded it pointed out that we all face some type of PTSD with money, right? And it, it points out, so what I had everyone do is talk about or reflect on the first time money had an impact on their life. Think back to the first time you remember money. So it may not be a direct situation. It has something to do with you. It could be something with a parent, but it's the first time that you truly understood the value of a dollar, right? And then I tell 
told them after they thought about the situation, I asked them to think now on how they operate today and all the decisions they've made between that day and today. So for me, the first time I remember money was 24 years ago. The exercise made me realize that how I felt in that moment is how I feel today, right? And I'm still fighting through not having those fears and not feeling the way that I felt back then. And so it dictates how I am with money. It dictates how I move forward. It dictates what what happens in my life, right? And so now the new exercise is to create a new truth, right? So I hear you all talking about, you know, things that our parents didn't teach us, things that we may have went through as kids, right? As it relates to money, I'm hearing some great stories about how you have intentionally changed your patterns. So none of that stuff happens to you today. So now you all are creating new truths, but you're so afraid of what happened to you in the past that you're still stuck and living in that old moment, right? So it's all PTSD for money issues. Am I making sense? So now the new exercise will be about making new truths and living in your moment and living in who you are, right? Because guess what? All of y'all are parents. So you're creating the new truth for your children, right? And so if you're so stuck into what happened with your parents, right? This is how generational curses happen, right? Because we're so afraid of the dynamics that we're running from that a part of us is still carrying out or creating a new dynamic for our kid. Y'all get how I'm looking at it? Like, okay, so I'm afraid to spend money. I'm afraid that my light's gonna get cut off or a car's gonna get reposted. So I'm gonna work, 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 work. Right. But now my new truth from my child is I don't know what my dad did. My dad, my dad was never at home. We didn't do this. We didn't do that because my dad was always at work. That's not the truth that you faced, like in why you're doing it. But now this is the effect it's having on your kid because of the PTSD issue that you have, whether we look at it that way or not. Make sense. And I think this is a very, very good conversation. And I actually want to kind of wrap up with asking two parts. The first thing I want to ask you all about is I've heard several times that you trust your partner. You all married the right people. You all are working it out. It's been fun. Let's say one person manages money in your household. So everybody pick who manages money in your household. Adrian, Eric, and y'all... Y'all both do. Okay, so this would be, but you have a joint savings account, right? Who manages the money in the joint savings account? It manages itself. We just save. All right, look, I'm going to say that Ty manages the money in the savings account. I'm going to pick. All right. So Eric, Ty, April. Here's the thing Kelly, Tracy, and Devin. They want to buy something that costs a thousand dollars. Be it a trip, <laughs> be it whatever, right? The answer is no. No rhyme or reason. The answer is no. Right? And it could be maybe y'all ain't buying nothing. Maybe somebody called y'all and said, hey, I desperately need money. All you know is you need this thousand dollars. You know that the money is in your account and you know that all of your bills are paid and whatever is set aside for you to save is saved, okay? However, the problem is the key to that account, in order for you to get the money, you have to go through your spouse. Your spouse's answer is no. No rhyme or reason why. What is your reaction? You trust them. Y'all told me how y'all spouses are great people. Y'all think you love the decisions they make. You know that they doing whatever is best for you, but the answer is just flat out no. What's up? And I do keep hearing you say distrusting. And of course we, we do. We trust each other and stuff. But I can tell you right now, if that was a situation, it would be a situation. 
because this one is meant to say no. The um, first, the, the second, and I, I'm not going to even start saying that I need thousand dollars. Period. I'm not even starting with as soon as I said the ow, he's already like, no, you ain't even listen to it. Um, and that and that has been, yeah, that that can be an issue sometimes. But again, that goes back to what he just explained about like how he's like, wait a minute, because we might need this thousand dollars for da 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 da, and that ain't even what's happening. Right there. Yeah, I don't really know how you want me to answer that question, but I know that his answer will be no, and I know it will cause a few. And, and, and let me say this: eventually, I will more than likely get my way. I don't like to say it like that. I will more than likely get the thousand dollars, but it will be a there will be some type of compromise, and then there be like, listen, this is what I need. Remember when I let you do that? You know, so th- there are some of those things you got to kind of add up to. To um, but I know how he is. So as soon as you started with the scenario, I'm like, Shh. Kelly, Carol ain't gonna tell me no. <laughs> Hi, mm-hmm. y- you wouldn't tell her no. What was what was she needed for? It doesn't matter. It, it could matter. be Kelly wants a new. Kelly wants a new purse. A new purse it costs a thousand dollars. Costs thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, maybe my philosophy is different from my, as long as everything is paid, the bills paid, our son's taken care of, I give it the money. I can always put it back. I ain't no issue. You know what I mean? Okay. But but like like my man said, like um, I'm sorry, not not my man, but um what you said be some repercussions or whatever. <laughs> so dollar purse, that means Tyrell's gonna get that uh thousand dollar whatever or not not even a thousand dollars, but you know what I mean. If I have that, that might seem like really uh superficial, it should be no issue. You know what I mean? There is no issue now. Yeah, I'm saying if if, <laughs> if you know, yeah. Yeah. So you know I already knew my thousand dollars. <laughs> Wait, I can give a thousand dollars to somebody and let that person borrow it, and it still probably won't be an issue. Hmm. Oh, it depends on. Oh. <laughs> what the deal is, and you know, now she, I, if she has some, you know, crackheaded cousin that wants to buy a thousand dollars. See, that might be an issue because I know he's gonna go and have a thousand dollar crack party. <laughs> I mean, so you know, it's it's within reason. <laughs> within reason. Okay. Uh, last but not least, the Walkers. I'm gonna just say okay. Here's the thing. I'm picking choosing my battles, and <laughs> like I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just let it ride. That may come back around. We were talking about Adrian. Um, like Adrian's good, and it's never been a thousand dollars. But like, if if I'm trying to do something, which doesn't happen often, and and she's like, "No, nah, we can't do that." I'm like, "Cool." But Adrian will try to find it for it, for it to happen later down the road. Like that's Adrian. She's gonna find a way to make it happen. But I will always be like, "Okay," um, especially being somebody that already has anxiety around spending. So if you tell me it can't happen, then um, that makes perfect sense to me in my mind. So I'm good. I'm not going to fight that fight. We'll keep it pushing. Okay. So let me tell you why I asked y'all this question. This new generation, right, believes that the person that controls the bag has the power. So because of the person that controls the bag has the power, there has been several fights. I've had several clients come in and talk about divorce over not being able to spend money, right? And so then I bring in the whole accountability partner, right? Because you all are supposed to be each other's accountability partners. Not to interrupt you, but when you say um, who holds the bag, do you mean like who controls the finance or who makes the most? Both. I mean, and even if we talk about it from that perspective, right? For whatever reason, it has been my experience that men are increasingly becoming uncomfortable with their female making more money because it's a competition, right? From where somewhere along the lines, um, how much money has been a competition sport? Me personally, I don't think if I'm dating you, I need to tell you how much money I make. I don't think that's none of your business. That's how I feel. That should not be a question, right? However, I do know that right now that is a question. Y'all okay over there? Huh? When we first started dating, I said, oh, wow, Kelly got some money. <laughs> Highly disappointed. <laughs> you just broke as me. 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it matters. Um, like, you know, I'm dating again. And I can tell you that I have been told straight up, like, if you don't make six figures, and if your credit score isn't this, like, I can't talk to you. Well, you will never know what I make. And you don't know my credit score because I don't know where this is going. And I'm not giving you that information. That matters in this generation. So I, I, I asked the question just to see from a marriage perspective, people who have gone through the dating process, right? People who are married, you all have now been married for some time. Does it matter, right? How do you all cope, right? Because this is gonna go to people who are married, people who are single, people who are divorced, you know, widowed, right? Like to see the ones that successfully made it through and still making it, how does it matter? Yo, y'all gonna figure it out. Y'all gonna make some compromises over here. Who knows what y'all compromise is gonna be, but y'all gonna make it work, right? Or as Devin said, he just gonna, he just gonna pick his battles wisely. And you know, like, yo, I ain't fighting over that. Kelly was like, yo, you know what? He just gonna die for me anyway. Oh, no, all right. Tyrell hoping to get them 25 inch chrome real. Room. So, hey, he like, yo, I'm going to make it do what it do. And Tracy said, I ain't even going to ask. We going to nickel and dime on some kind of other way and we just going to get it. No, no, no. I said, yeah, no, I'm going to ask. I said, he, he, he's going to say <laughs> no. And we might have some discussions. I'm coming back. Like, okay, so what about this? And what about that? I'm, I'm not giving in to that. Oh yeah, I, I said you gonna nickel and dime them. You gonna get it. You, you it I'm gonna get it. it. Yeah, you gonna get I gotta it. break it up because sometimes it's about like not seeing it all at once either. So I, if I gotta grab little bits here and there to get to my amount, you know. So it, there's some strategies there. You gotta get and, 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 and strategic. Strategic. I'm saying because every because we each month we have a set budget for ourselves. So I'll say, hey, since you're going to go a little bit over your budget for this month, we could break it down. For the next four months, say, hey, you're going to take a little bit off each month. So, so Mr. Accountant, that brings up a really good point. Actually, that, that may be how I end this. You have a budget. Are you reconciling your budget? I'm about to reconcile as soon as we get off the uh, office. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to pay the I ain't paid bills for the week yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a spreadsheet. I, I, I calculate to see how much she spent on her budget. I told Tracy, said, these last few months, I'm to the penny. I'm, really, I'm literally to the penny. I am. Straight up. And, I, and, and for me, too, I'm like, hey, I, I'm, I went up even to myself. I said, I went over my budget for this month. So next month, I need to cut it back. So, yeah, to the T. I'm, I, I do the spreadsheet every month. I have a big old thing going back up to at least probably about five years. Sorry. Oh, you know, you know, that's the accountant in you, right? That, that is the accountant in you. So I would expect that to be your answer. However, there are a lot of people who don't reconcile their budget right? Like you set your budget. We know that we're going to spend X, Y, and Z, but then let's actually pull out the bank statement to see if we spent the money the way that we said we were going to spend the money. Are there any other questions anybody has? I wanted to, if Jordan will let me, address what you said about just the generational things and the, um, this new generation mentality. Because I was thinking about how, um, and maybe the generation before us would say the same about us, but and until you know what struggle looks like, especially struggle with somebody else, you're going to have that mentality because at the end of the day, like we've been without, I mean, Kelly, you were talking about, I was working at a catering business. I'm like, I was at a shelter, like, Hey, can we get a couple of plates so that, you know, our kids and could eat before us, you know? Um, so I get that, but if you've never gone through that, then you don't know. And yeah, then the bag and who makes the money matters. It's just this mentality that I think they'll learn eventually, like what, what that means. And that's unfortunate, you know, that you've talked about even people like talking about divorce and things like that in that because it's struggle. Like, I think it, it goes back to not just finances, but marriage is it's glorified. It's idolized in a way of like, mm -hmm. oh, this is a goal. We have to be this. And I'm excited that, you know, women are becoming more empowered and like, no, like, I can bring something to the table too. I think that's a beautiful piece. And then the men who are like, yeah, that's my baby. Like she did that, you know, is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we just have to have that mentality when it comes to marriage and finances. And if you have that, then when you do fall on hard times, that love is there, that foundation is there, that faith is there, all those things. And so I think if I want anybody to get anything out of what you just said, I think that 
we would all echo that that message of like that's what it's about Mm -hmm. it's not gonna look perfect it's like I said perfectly imperfect and you have to be able to ride the wave because the waves are coming and they're gonna keep coming and when you pass they keep coming um (laughs) and so yeah I just love that you mentioned that one to make sure that I address that thank you what you just said made me think about um marriage from the perspective of it's a job right? As you said that people do glorify marriage. Um, People want to hurry up and get married. Like that is the end goal. It is a job to get married. It is a job to stay married. And it is a job to make that marriage work because every day is not peaches and cream, right? You're dealing with a whole nother person who thinks differently than you, who wants something different than you, right? Who comes with their own set of issues, right? But it is a job, right? It, it takes a lot of love, trust in God and faith, right? To make it work, right? I know something my mom says all the time is I love you, but I don't like you, right? I, I, I love you, right? <laughs> but I ain't got to like you today, right? And when I say I don't like you, that don't mean divorce. That means, you know, you just going over in your room right and maybe I'll like you tomorrow or maybe I'll like you in 10 minutes but as for right now I don't like you right and it's about people knowing how to purposely work through this right and I think one of the things when I think about money or marriage right and the reason why I wanted to talk about money with married couples right because right now you hear so much about people being submissive or not submissive or people being independent or everybody just want to go get married right if I think about all the posts I see on social media right now it's like well God send me a husband God's not like you have to be whole right and I think the beauty of this is everyone in this conversation was able to speak from their own previous experiences where they were whole. They went through a struggle. Everyone kind of referenced that you knew who you were before you became one, right? And I think that's really important. You had your own ideals of money, whether they were right or wrong, you had an idea, right? Whether you knew what you were doing or you didn't know what you were doing, you had an idea. So you had something to bring to the table. So Devin, stop saying you ain't have anything to bring to the table. You had something to bring to the table because you had an experience. You knew what didn't work. You knew what you didn't want to look like. You get what I'm saying? So therefore, you knew what to do, right? The fact that you're going through this trial, what did y'all call y'all period? Y'all still in y'all trialing it? It wasn't a trialing area. What what did you call your two-year period? A trial zone or you called it something honeymoon phase. I don't remember what you called it. I don't remember what you called it, but you know, the the fact that y'all still married, right? You know how many people didn't make it to this point, right? To say, hey, we were able to do X, Y, and Z, right? Or we were able, we went through these struggles. Y'all went through these struggles and the struggles, you know, every couple has their own set of issues, right? Knock down, drag out issues, but you made it, right? And I think, though, from another perspective, when we talk about the struggles that we have, unfortunately, because we don't have conversations about money, when we're really struggling or needing something, we don't have people that we can normalize and go to to say, hey, we need help without being judged. Right. We don't have people that we can say, hey, this is what's going on in my life. I don't need you to ask me 50 million questions on how I got here. I need you to help me get out of here, right? And maybe your help can't be money. Maybe your help is a conversation. Maybe your help is telling me where I can go, but I need your help, right? One of the reasons why Candidly Fierce exists, right? I want to normalize these conversations where we can all kind of talk, have these conversations, whereas it just makes you talk to each other. It just makes you think about, some situations or maybe some other conversations that need to be had that y'all have never had, right? But it's a normalization and hey, it's something to say, hey, I'm not by myself. Okay, you know what? I went through this situation and guess what? So-and-so went through this situation, right? Because I truly believe that God uses the test in our lives to be testimonies in someone else's. 
I just wanna to continue to empower you all to be great, to continue to love on each other, to start having conversations with your children, right? Another thing that we all said is our parents didn't have conversations with us about money. Let's have conversations with our babies about money, right? Let's talk to them, you know, and I know some of y'all got babies that don't know, that won't have a clue of what y'all talking about today, but it's a way to start having these. So then when they start thinking of money traumas and the things that affect them, yes, it affected us, but this is how we also overcame it, right? I think if our parents would have had more conversations with us over the struggles that they went through and how they overcame the struggles that they went through, it will make us feel better in moving forward about said issues and we can react better. Make sense? All right, so I thank you all for being here. Looking forward to the next conversation and thanks for joining Candidly Fierce. Thank you for streaming Candidly Fierce. We really hope that you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you stream this podcast. As always, the views and the opinions are those of our guests and our host alone. Now go out and have a fierce day on purpose. See you soon.